Welcome back to the Never Broke Podcast. Remember, our mission is to increase financial literacy, provide the tools necessary for financial freedom, and enable people to achieve their life goals. We want people to achieve a life of abundance. We hope to not only equip you with the proper tools, but empower you to live a fulfilling life. Please note, I'm not a financial advisor, just a money enthusiast sharing my experiences, thoughts, and ideas. Don't take any of this as investment advice, and I am not liable to your loss. This is your host, Esther. Uh, Today, we'll be exploring the idea of relationships and finance with a special guest, Tyler Simone, who is the creator of Kitchen Soup for the Baddie Soul. Okay, like, um, the podcast exploring different areas of life in a real and authentic way. She's also the creator of a beauty brand the bell collection and i'm pretty sure she's a makeup artist but i've said enough i'm gonna let tyler talk about herself and what motivates her and so forth hi guys so my name is tyler simone i do have a podcast you guys should check it out um (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's called chicken soup for the daddy soul um it is a lifestyle podcast so i talk about a lot of things from like relationships um you know dating sex school professionals everything I know this sounds like a lot but it is whatever's going on um outside of that I do do uh makeup I have a beauty brand I have a YouTube channel so a lot get into of her creation. okay get into it okay, okay. um <laughs> so yeah that's just a little bit about me that's so beautiful. So beautiful. So I think it's a good intersection with my podcast to combine the relationship and money. And I think it's something that's very, it's, it's, it's essential. Um, so this is going to be a fun, a light episode, but before we get into the meat of all, I think it's critical to anchor my audience in people's money stories and the percep- their perception about money. So like, what is your money story? Did you grow up with money? Like what, what is your comfort level with the idea of money and finance? That's a really good question. Um, okay, so for me, I kind of had both sides of it. I would say I grew up definitely like middle class to upper middle class. Um, and it was weird because my parents were both divorced. So like one parent made significantly more than the other parent. So it's like I kind of had the both sides of it. Like I was on one side, you know, had our ups and downs, had to deal with it. And then the other side, it was, it was you know, times were good. So I would say for me, I never got into like how some people are very weird about money. Like some people don't like to talk about money. Some people don't feel comfortable saying like, girl, I'm broke or (laughs) (laughs) like, you know, I don't got it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I learned that when I got to college, like I met a lot of like, cause I feel like when you get to college, you meet people who really have money and you're like, oh, like you got money, money. Like, you know what I mean? So like those people though, like sometimes they don't feel comfortable talking about money, which is totally understandable. I just have never been that type of person because for me, I'm just an open book. So yeah, if I don't got it, I don't got it. I'm not going out with y'all. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's really a big problem. I think there's such a big taboo around like, oh, if you do have money and if you don't have money, and I think that's in our especially within like the black community. I think that's what causes more problem than not. Um, so I'm glad to hear that you had the dynamics of, okay, I got it and I don't got it. Cause I think it creates a level of being balanced. Um, but why you had that experience, did you guys actively talk about money or was it something that was like, you just understood like all together? Um, kind of same thing. I think with the parent that I was living with, it was more, um, my mom was more open about money. So like 
we would talk about it. Like she would tell me like, listen, we up right now or are we not up right now? Like, that's why I feel like for me, it's not an awkward thing. Like if I'm up, I'm up. If I'm not up, I'm not up at that moment. Um, with my dad, he was more, I definitely would say he lacked transparency when it came to financial things, even to this day, like even to the point where it's like, I can't even look at the check if we go out to eat. Like he's like very weird. Yeah, like he's so weird. But I think it's because, and it's weird because both my parents grew up differently. Like my dad grew up very, I guess you could say he really didn't grow up with much. So once he came to America and really started to, you know, make money and start a life for himself, I think that's why he's so like maybe prideful about it, where it's like he doesn't like to talk about it. Um, which I think a lot of foreign parents are kind of like that. My mom actually grew up with money. So I think for her, it was just like, it's what, like, it's regular. Like, I'll talk about it. It's not a big deal. So it's very weird with them. But that's probably why it is comfortable for me because I kind of have both sides. And I don't really like the non-transparency of money because it's like, at the end of the day, you got to talk to your kids about that type of stuff because bottom line is, if you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't like, I never want to be that parent that's like lying to my kids. Like, oh, like, yeah, I'm gonna get you this. And I know I can't get them that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. 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 I think, oh my gosh, the foreign aspect, we're going to deviate for a minute. It's such a, it's such an important factor, but I think men, especially, I'm not going to get foreign men and money is one of the most, I don't want to say traumatic, but I feel like it's a control thing for them, but that's like a whole, like, right. Another topic for another day. (laughs) That's a whole pivot. Cause I feel like control and money and finances and being like that big is such a big thing for them but it's also like what hinders them from being able to build connections because it's like that whole I'm a provider mindset okay but are you there are you present right 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 (laughs) we gonna take what I want okay (laughs) so I have a question that I ask everyone what does wealth mean to you and what does it mean to be wealthy um for me okay so I went through two phases I think when I was younger I thought wealth was like I'm gonna be rich and I'm gonna have all the cars and the clothes and then this and then that now I'm at a point where I realize that those things really don't mean anything so now I feel like I equate wealth to just having financial freedom so in a sense of like I can travel when I want my kids are set up for their like their future and their kids are set up for their future like for me it's about being able to pass on generational wealth. So having property, having investments, making sure that everyone in the family is good. I think that's true wealth because I think that's what makes the difference between what they call like new money and old money. Nothing's wrong with new money because at some point someone in the family has to start making the money. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? But I think that for me, I really want to work hard now so my family can reap the benefits later and I think that's really what true wealth is you just being wealthy like you just having money yourself if you're not putting your money where it needs to be you won't actually see the benefits of your money and no one is ever going to truly enjoy their money alone like that's just not that's not the fun part of life the fun part of life is being like listen we're good like we can do what we want like we can go we can travel we can buy this we could like that's having money you know what I mean that's being wealthy to me no, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I agree with the time freedom, being able to be like, you know what? I'm tired of America. Where are we going? Or like, right. yeah. And I think the generational aspect is critical. So I was having a conversation and this is a slight deviation about how um, somebody wanted to be like the baby or something. And they didn't want to be like him because of um, 
because he's amazing, but because of the cars. And, and I think the material aspect of people who have a lot of money or what looks like um, having a lot of money is what tricks people. Because don't get me wrong, it would be nice to drive a Lambo, but it's like, if that Lambo gets in an accident, can I afford it? <laughs> <Let's> right. <not. laughs> like, probably right. not. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I think when, it, when we think about money and the role it has in relationship, what do you think it's the role should be or how do you think we should frame finances in relationship oh that's a really good like you mean in terms of like who should be the sole provider who should pay for what that type of dynamic you mean take it wherever you want who should pay whether you should get a prenup whether or not like like we yeah we 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 I got okay. it. But like, what do you think? How do you think finances should really? Because I think some people. OK, so there's this quote. I read a CNBC article that they said that for some people talking about money is harder than talking about sex, which is like. Yeah, it is. So it it's is like, yeah. so it's like, is it is it imperative to have these conversations early on? Like what dynamic for you or people around you do you think money should play in the really is it a critical part is it like okay we can like we can wing this we can figure it out later or is it like let's establish the expectations or like the idea of what we want to do now and then you know build upon that take it wherever um, you want to go okay so for me I think that in terms of I'll start with in terms of the dynamic of a relationship um, I'll speak for myself. So if you're listening and you don't agree, I'm so sorry. <laughs> My opinion. But <laughs> sorry, no, sorry. But um, I'm, I consider myself, right, to be a very, I'm very indiv- individualistic. Like, I really live my life how I feel is best for me. Um, I tend to not really care about much. I try to not be super traditional in a lot of ways. I just live my life. But the one thing that I will say is, like, something I'm serious about when it comes to traditional additional gender roles I will say is I do believe that a man should be a provider I don't believe the man should be the sole provider but I do think that a man should be able to provide for his family like that's something when it comes back to my bible that I really take serious and I feel that way because I think that I first of all I think you need to do what works best for your home like that's another thing some people get caught up in the fact that like, oh, like men need to get to the bag and they need to have money and they need to do all these things. And I feel like it puts a lot of pressure on men, which can be a good and a bad thing, because I think sometimes that's just not what works for certain people. Some people have, you know, stay at home dads in their house and they don't work and the mom works and she's the sole provider, but that's what works for them. So I feel like you have to do what works for you. And obviously I don't know what's going to work for me now, but I need a man that can provide. That's a lot to say. Um, but when I'm dating, I definitely do feel like the man should cover the bill. Um, I I do have kind of like a three-date rule. I usually feel like if we go on at least three dates, either by the third or the fourth date, I'll usually pay the bill. Um, but I do think the relationship is equal in a sense. I don't think that it can be completely equal because I don't think that's possible in a relationship, especially when it comes to financial things. Someone is going to make more. Someone is going to do more. Um, but I feel like you have to kind of pick up where you can to create that balance in a relationship. So that's my take on finances in a relationship. But I think that when it comes to, you asked about, I'm sorry, you asked about, um, when to talk about finances in a relationship. That is really hard because when you're dating a guy, sometimes like, have you ever been on a date and you're like, you really think to yourself, like, does he really have this thing? Like, he really got the bill. Like, like is he not? Maybe I should thing? take my car. Maybe I should, you know, 
Yeah. Right. Like maybe I should pay. Like, I don't know. But you know, I just I I'll let him do it. Like you shouldn't take me out if you don't know if you got enough to cover where we're going. But um, I remember <laughs> this is a quick story. I went on a date one time and I'm on a date with the guy, whatever. And he was a very like, I feel like he was a freelancer, like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, he won't hear this. That um, sounds like shade. Oh my god. <laughs> No, it's Go ahead. like I'm I'm you know, obviously I'm an entrepreneur. A lot of my friends are entrepreneurs, so I respect it. Like I respect the hustle, I respect the grind. But I think there is a point where as a person who wants to be an entrepreneur, you have to be at a certain place financially before you can make that decision to be like completely self-employed. I feel like he wasn't at that place. Like I feel like, I mean, I don't know what his pockets were looking like, but I know that on the date, he pulled out an envelope and it said emergency money. And that's what he paid for the bill with. So that really, and it was one $100 bill in the envelope. So that to me, one was just tacky. But two, I feel like that showed me that you shouldn't be dating. Like you're not financially there to be doing that. Not, I don't want you to spend your last emergency savings on a dinner. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's something you it's hard. I don't know. Some people are super open about finances. Like I've dated people that, and, and it comes off kind of bad though. Sometimes when a guy talks about his money a lot, like off rip, cause it's kind of mm. like, mm, you're mm. giving me full of yourself vibe. Yeah. Like, to give. Um, but I think at some point, like if before you're my boyfriend, I definitely feel like we need to talk about that because I need to know where we stand. And I, I feel like that's a part of just trusting each other enough to know that you wouldn't throw anything back in someone's face or whatever but if you're up you're up if you're not you're not so it's like we got to talk about that so okay when you say talk about it do you mean I need to know your salary or is it like you know because okay because that's like that's another thing that people are very sensitive about like people will not openly be like yeah I make a hundred thousand easily right people would be mm-hmm. like you know what I mean, I make money, but it's like, how much money do you like? What, what, what is the specifics of like the relationship dynamics? Are you, do you want to know numbers? Do you want to know like, um, cause someone's saying they're good and your perception. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like, this is like, like good or you, what does that mean? Right. It's like, can you take me and get steak? Or is it like, we can, you know, what does, what does that mean to you? And how mm-hmm. do you really like expand on that? Cause I could be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm straight. And then we go out to this place where, you know, damn well, it's $100 per plate. And you're like, I ain't that good with you, white. Right. <laughs> I'm good enough so we can go to Wendy's. That's what yeah. I <laughs> Movie night, you know, the $5 right. night, you know. But um, what what's the specifics of like, because it depends on the person, right? But it's like, you say for you, you want to know. But what do you want to know? I feel like mm-hmm. we want to know stuff. But it's like, what are the questions that we're really asking before that relationship stage? Um, okay, so the last serious situation I was in, we got to the point where we knew what each of our checks were every two weeks. Like we know we knew the exact amount. So um, I would say I do, I would like to know the dollar amount, but that comes with comfort level as well. Like I feel like that's something that I feel like and okay, if we're married, I 100% need to know down to the dollar yeah. how much you make because we're paying bills, we have kids, we have things that, that we got to do. And I can't be with someone who likes to like be like have that blurry type of you never know. I don't really like that. Not saying I want to be in all your business. I Because I am a personal believer that like in a relationship, 
Um, I was raised by a single mom. So, you know, of course, she's going to instill things in me to always make sure that I'm protecting myself. So, you know, yeah, to answer your question, I do believe in prenups. I do believe that I'm, I will have a prenup. Um, but I think it's important, like, you have your own savings account or whatever. I don't think I need to ex- disclose with my, like, husband how much money I have in my savings account. I mean, I wouldn't lie. Like, if you <laughs> ask me, I'd probably tell you. But it's like, I'm not just going to openly tell you. Like, I don't yeah. feel like that's, oh, that's a tough Is one. that not his business? It's his business. It's, it's okay. You, you, she's talking about she's having a stash account just in case. She, it's she, she it's got, just in case. It's just in case. <laughs> like if I had if I had a hundred thousand in it, I might tell you I have fifty thousand in it. So she lying out here. I right? she ain't gonna tell you the full amount. I might not tell you. It's cool. Like, I don't know, fellas. Build your own account too, because she... listen, no, I'm just saying. But no, for real though, I I I don't know. I think yeah, like my last situation, but we knew each other for like five years so we were really comfortable with each other enough to be like yeah listen every check I I make x amount Mm -hmm. so that's how comfortable how comfortable I would like to be with someone but if I was dating someone that wasn't that comfortable I would be okay with it I feel like as long as I have a ballpark range of what we're working with because it's just simple stuff in a relationship like we might not be able to go out to eat all the time If, if if you're not where I feel like you I feel like you shouldn't be spending that amount of money every mm-hmm. week. We're going here. We're going there. Like, I need to know where you're at so I can know how we can work together. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. That's, That's a good answer. as I would like to be. Yeah. That's a good answer. But okay, so I feel like, I, we're going to sit on this. I feel like uh, some people, okay, so this comes into mindset, money mindset. Some people are okay with not necessarily being well off, but blowing money they don't have. Mm-hmm. yeah so it's like I feel like depending on what stage um whether you're in the header or whatever whoever you're dating is trying to impress you so they might run up their credit card bill a couple couple notches just to be like oh I'm trying you know because they're trying to still get you then it's yeah. like where are you getting this money that's that's what I mean by don't talk to me because it's like that's I don't know if it's a fear but it's like where are you spending this like this is gonna go left so fast. Like, are you are you scamming? Are you like, what are you doing to make money? Oh my gosh! But I feel like what you said. I'm I'm gonna take it back because I'm gonna go on a tangent, and this is gonna be therapy real quick. But um, I feel like what you said about having some idea is is idealistic in a sense. It's not, but it's like I feel like there's a certain point between where people are still fronting or lying in a relationship and then you get to the point where it was like you know remember all those times I took you out yeah it was on my credit card bill so it's like it's like are you are you staying with someone once you found out like I don't think you should break up with someone if they're broke but it's like are you like you find out like all this time they've been like stealing from their mama and selling stuff just to take you out like I don't know the different dynamics of where like people would would like find the money up but is it like a deal breaker that someone actively lies about their finance um definitely because I feel like if you okay let's be real like we've all been there and I think like I'll say this before I say my answer like I've been in situations when I was a little younger and not even just age-wise but mindset-wise like now where I am in my life I value like money way more because Mm. I I had more of a I'm gonna spend it and I'm gonna get it right back type Mm. of mindset because realistically in college I mean I had a job or whatever but it's like your parents are really funding what you're doing so it's like 
okay, well, like, yeah, I'm going to go out this weekend. I'm going to do this, 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 spend all this money. And then I'm going to probably just call my mom on Sunday and be like, mom, like, honestly, like, I need money for books or something like, you know what I'm saying? So I had, it it built a really nasty habit. So I'm not going to lie. Now I value it because I, I actually know what it's like to be broke and not have anybody to ask because I'm an adult now. So it's like, listen, if you don't have money, girl, you can't get your nails done. You can't like, you can't do that. Like you just can't do it. So for me, I feel like if I'm dating someone who is like that, I get it because when I was doing those type of things and spending money, like I had no care in the world. It wasn't that I wasn't making good money. It's just that I was spending it, that it's like, I wasn't even holding my money. Like it was just going. So when I was dating people that were making more money than me, I felt like I could have been in a situation where I would have to kind of fake it to make it like, well, I'm going to use my credit card or I'm going to try to finesse because I don't want this person to really know financially where I'm at. And I feel like for me, I get it that and and I'll say this too because a lot of guys will tell me like when they try to start dating or whatever dating me they'll tell me like oh like I'm like I'm intimidating to them or they think that I'm just this like bougie girl and they gotta do like the most and it's like yeah I hold myself to a high standard but like I like to do regular stuff like you don't have to spend $300 on a dinner like we can do something calm we can do something affordable so I it's like I appreciate the fact that you felt like you had to finesse and make it to make it but (laughs) I think that that is definitely a deal breaker for me because if you don't have it and you're comfortable kind of, it's one thing if you are honest, right? Like Mm -hmm. at a certain point of relationship, you're honest. Like, listen, I really don't have it, but I'm working to get it because I want to be financially stable. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to set myself up and, and, you know, secure my future. That's a different conversation. But if you're just the type of person where you just literally like really are in debt, you're lying, you're faking it to make it, all those things, I would have to leave you because how can I even have a future with you? Because if we have kids and you have really poor money management, what am I going to do? Because you're going to be in situations where you're telling me that you got the bills, you're handling it, and then the house is a foreclosure. So what happened? Like, you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, no, but it happens. But it happens. Yeah, so I'm yes. talking about the latter situation. I'd rather someone tell me that they're working on it versus the lying part but you mentioned marriage a couple times um so I'm gonna read you this quick stats and then we're gonna go into like the whole marriage thing so according to the CNBC article published in 2013 I mean 2019 for many women financial security is one of the biggest consideration that factor into deciding whether they stay in an unhappy marriage or divorce as a result a significant large number of women stay in marriages that are unhealthy and even borderline dysfunctional. So, so you, you have the premise of what I want to ask you. Do you, do you think, because we, we talked about your fake, uh, your fake stash, right? Or, or maybe it's a real stash. Um, <laughs> but we, I think that when it comes to being in a relationship, money for women specifically, we kind of play this back roll or whatever and I think that it becomes slightly dangerous because if your option is staying in an unhealthy marriage but having a roof over your head and having food and like being having your lifeline not because you're not supported at this having your lifeline um taken advantage of I mean taken care of or having to start all over like what do you think you would do in this situation and how do you think that women can better prepare themselves financially so that if this situation was to happen god forbid that they're not like completely assed out 
Um, you have to keep a mindset at all times that your right hand doesn't need to know what your left hand is doing. That's a that's the type of mindset, unfortunately, that we have to have in this generation because situations like that do happen. Not saying they always happen. Not saying that every man is going to be dirty and that you shouldn't trust your partner. But I think it's important that yeah, a, a marriage. We're talking about marriage, so. A marriage is really the blending of two people coming together. You're still your own person. So at the end of the day, you still have to have your own savings or whatever the case may be. I believe you should have your, at least one account for yourself just because, you know, you may have personal expenses or whatever may have you. But at the end of the day, the truth is divorce rates is up. Like I'm a very <laughs> logistical person. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. obviously I want to be married forever. I don't ever want to get a divorce when I do get married, but Shit happens. And sometimes, I'm sorry, I don't know if you guys curse on this podcast. It's okay. Okay. It's whatever the guest is. No, 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 you're fine. No, you're fine. It's whatever the guest is comfortable with. You know, this is the audience is Black people. Look, you know how we get when we We, start talking. We be honest. We be honest. Right. Like stuff happens. And at the end of the day, I think that when you're not in love with someone anymore, okay, when you're in love with somebody, you're going to think a little bit harder about how you're really going to do them. Like, yeah, you're upset with them, but you're not going to violate. When you are broken in a relationship, you're you're out of bond, you're in a bind. You guys are not together anymore. You lose that emotional connection, so it's a little easier for you to be a little more vindictive. And some people, mm. the easiest way to hurt someone sometimes is their pockets. That's the easiest way to get them because if you're broke, your life is gonna be shitty. Like that's just yeah. what it is. Especially when you take someone who's up here to down here, it's gonna affect them drastically. So you can't really say what someone would do or not do to you, which is why. You know, get a prenup, but I'm just saying. Okay. Um, but yeah, so have have that stash, and I think that um, did I miss the original question? No, 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 no. You you got okay, it. Okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Sometimes I have to be a tangent. But no, yeah, no, it's cool. I, this is a good good conversation. I think people need to hear. Okay, so all right, we mentioned prenup real quick, and if for those people who don't know, a prenup or prenuptial agreement is a legal document that established property rights um in the event of a divorce or death. So it's pretty much whatever you agree upon, like if your assets, if you come from a wealthy family um, and you want to protect your assets and you're like, I don't want this person to get blah, 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 or this person gets 30% regardless of what happens, you you establish whatever that relationship will be um, with the with whatever assets you have. So money, cars, blah, blah, blah. Um, and this doesn't include child support. I think people have like child support is taken care of in a legal, a different court. Yeah, so like separate. if you, yeah, it's separate. So like your kids are still, you, you can still get finessed and your kids get money but that's <laughs> you know know what you're doing when you do sign a prenup but a prenup is to protect you and your assets and if you think like if you're broke right now but you think you're going to be like a billionaire or like jeff bezos i mean it's something to consider um i think most of the time it's it's funny most of the time it's a man asking a woman and not a woman asking a man but if you're a mm-hmm. woman who know you're going to be doing stuff think, just think about it um like Tyler said, divorce divorce rates are, well, divorce rates have pretty much been saying people get married, people get divorced all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I feel like the the problem with with that idea is that so what about people who are stay-at-home parents? Because I feel like if you're at, a, I mean, we're in a generation where people are making money by any like different ways, social media, content creation, um, selling goods. But what if you are genuinely flat, a stay-at-home parent right and you don't have any income so it's like what money are you stashing unless your spouse gives you an allowance and I guess I don't know but like 
yeah so 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 like what like in those situations so like ideally if there's two providers or breadwinners or people earnings two earners in the homes and it's like cool I have like I can stash I can put some money aside right but it's like what about situations where you're genuinely not making anything and then I think the person who stays at home is often undervalued um for all the work they do but it's like what you can't be like oh I work and I mean being a full-time parent is a full-time parent and you don't get paid so like how do you stash nothing how do you stash something of nothing you know what I'm saying like what do you do in Mm -hmm. in that kind of situation um well I think it's one of three things first if I'm being honest with you if you are with someone that is giving you a I hate this word because it's like you're an adult but an allowance I think you should put some of that aside I'm beyond I'm just gonna be honest with you this is this is just me how I operate because I'm always in survival mode so I'm be honest with you if you're getting an allowance and let's say every week you're getting a thousand dollars or whatever it is then put aside whether it's a hundred two hundred something something out of that every now and again put a little side little side little side because at the end of the day you don't have it you don't have a stream of income so I mean unless you want to just really just put your faith you know, in your relationship and pray to God that nothing ever goes bad. You could do that. Not saying that it's not possible, but whatever, you could do that. I'm going to be honest though, me, I'd probably take about, I would put some 100 here and there. I wouldn't be like, like you know, depriving my family of anything or stealing yeah. money. I just feel like at the end of the day, I'm going to put some money aside because not only, I look at it as like, when it comes to a mom, you're not just thinking about yourself. You think about your kids. So it's like, at the end of the day, you're not really stealing the money for yourself to be vindictive. It's more like, listen, I'm putting this aside because God forbid this doesn't work. I need to be able to have something mm-hmm. for my kids and I to be able to move and do what we need to do. That's just the fact of it. Um, secondly, I think, I know that like, if I was a stay-at-home mom, I would try to have some type of, I would try to at least have some type of hustle, even if it's not a lot of money, What whatever you can do that can get you some change, do what you need to do. Um, but I think most importantly, the prenup because you have to make I think people okay prenups have such a negative connotation and it's because like you said usually it's a man asking a woman and then people look at it like it serves as a lack of trust and I don't think that's what it is I think it actually just I feel like you should make it work for you like if you're with someone who makes it significantly more than you and they're asking you to get a prenup I don't think you should be offended I honestly feel like you should be like okay well you know what if I'm gonna sign this prenup then I'm just going to also make sure that it works in my benefit too. So it's like, I'm going to put some things in there for me. Like, sure, no problem. I won't take half your money. But if you cheat on me, I'm taking 50% of this. Or I'm having, I'm yeah. going to take this property and you're going to have this property. Like, yeah. make it work for you. Like, that's all I have to say. Nothing is wrong with the prenup. You just have to know how to work the system. Like, all right, you want to give me a prenup? No problem. Mm-hmm. But if you cheat on me, I'm taking half. Yeah. Like, you got to put something in there that's going to work for you. Like it's a flexible, <laughs> it's a flexible document. And I agree completely. Yeah. Put pause in place. Cause then it's like, ultimately it should be a fair, you shouldn't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm signing this and worst case. Cause it's worst case scenario um, planning that I'm going to be completely stuck out. But like having clauses, like if you step outside the marriage or have, um, you know, whatever, if you don't have a mm-hmm. relationship, blah, blah, blah. Then it's like, those are, those are safe keys. Cause it's like, okay, I know you cheated. Give me my money. Or I know you did something that I said, I wouldn't, ag- you didn't, both of you agreed that was a violation of the contract yeah. of marriage and all of if that. If Beyonce has one, I'm going to have one. Okay. Because <laughs> Beyonce has the illest prenup I've ever heard in my life. If Jay-Z <laughs> leaves her, cheats on her, anything, 
my sis is getting everything. So that's just how I feel like you need to be because it's like nothing's wrong with the prenup. I know I'm going to get a prenup. I hope. Honestly, also, too, I think there's a big misconception. People think of it as this, oh, you know, prenups is for money. But prenups could really be for property. Yeah. People, prenups, you could talk about your property. You could talk about whether you guys have, I don't even know, certain investments together, mm-hmm. um, anything. I mean, you could literally put anything in a prenup and you don't need to be rich to have a prenup. Like you could, like you said, you yeah. could just know and believe in yourself. Like, listen, I know within the next 10 years, I'm probably going to be a six figure earner or I'm going to be a seven figure earner, like whatever it is. So it's like, if you want to just have any form of protection of yourself, do it. But I do think that prenup should be fair. I'm going to be honest. I feel like it should be fair because I think there are some relationships where the prenup is super like, it's just not fair. Like, oh, you get nothing. That's not realistic in a relationship. Even if you have a situation, right, where you have a parent or a person in the relationship that is a stay-at-home parent and they don't make any money. So now you're essentially saying that they should get nothing. Like, just because they weren't financially adding to the relationship doesn't mean that they were not of value. So I think that sometimes whoever is the main sole provider in the house, the other person is giving you emotional support. The other person is taking care of the home. The other person is doing these things that helps to keep the ship running. So it's like, are you really going to say that they should get nothing? Because would, would you be, you know, as successful as you are, if you didn't, you know what I'm saying? If you had to worry about these things going on at home, no. So it's like, you should still give the other person something. And I feel like it should be fair. That's just happen. All right. We'll we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. This is the last last one of the last questions I'm going to ask what do you think are some red flags um when it comes to money finances relationship um or just the way like people move what do you think are some red flags with romantic relationship friend relationships um give like your top three if you can if you can come up with that money okay I'll start with friend wise um I mean I think for me a red flag I don't really like penny picture friends so I don't like friends that are gonna be like hey girl so the meal it was 22.81 I peeped that you sent me uh three cents less so do you mind just like spending it's like that red flag because the reason I say that is because I feel like not because like it I mean rightfully is your money or whatever the case may be you ask for whatever you want I just think that it just shows me that maybe there's certain things we can't do together in our friendship maybe business-wise whatever it is I probably wouldn't break bread with you in a certain way because of how you move. That's for me one red flag. I think um, romantically, definitely if I'm dating you and I and I like I'm just watching your partner. So it's like when I meet you, right? You have a nice car, you have nice clothes, all these other things, and then I get to know you and you still live at home with your mom. So now I'm confused why you're wearing three thousand dollars shoes but you don't have your own place or you don't. It's like things like that. Those are red flags for me. Or guys that I feel like talk about money a lot, that's just a red flag because I feel like in some way, money is serving as like, like you have insecurity mm. somewhere. I don't know what it is, mm. brother, but it's something <laughs> going on here that I'm not feeling. Mm. Like, I don't know. So those are, I would say those are probably three red flags for me. Okay, let's, let's dig into the person that talks, overly talks about money. What about, what about that aspect gives you like, I guess the hairs on the back of your head start thinking like, mm, I don't, I don't know. What, yeah. what specifically about it is like disturbing to you? Um, one, because I think it could either mean that 
you're trying to impress me, which scares me because it's like, if you think, I feel like it's, it's an evaluation of me as well, because it's like, if you're dating me and you feel like you have to overly talk about money, then you may feel in a way that me and you are probably not on the same playing field. And if that's going to bother you, because if I'm dating you and I know that, which time, nine times out of 10, I'm an investigator. So I probably knew that already. Um, and if it's not bothering me dating you, but it's bothering you dating me, then I think mm. down the line, we're going to have some issues because that's an ego thing, especially for a man. Like if they feel like they're not where you are, it's going to cause issues. It could be jealousy. It could be just all types of arguments and things that are just, nobody wants to deal with that. So that's why for me, it's just like, nah, I'm good. The insecurity aspect, I feel like sometimes that type of stuff could lead to some really big issues. Like people who have money and talk about money a lot, it just makes me feel like that's how you value people. Like, like that's how you, that's how you Mm. measure people's importance and who they are to you and what they mean to you. Oh, like, like, do you look down on people that don't have money? Like, that's why Mm. I feel like for me, it's like, nah, because at the end of the day, I know what it's like to have, and I know what it's like to not have. So it's like, if you think of people on a way where it's like, well, if you don't have money, like, you know, money, 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 money. It's like money, yes, money makes the world go round, but at the end of the day, money is not everything. So if that's what you value, it's just kind of like, we're probably not going to get along because my parents are probably not going to like you and my <laughs> friends are probably not going to like you. Like, it's yeah. true. Like, that's yeah. why for me, it's just like, nah, because you're probably, something's going on while you're insecure or it's, it's just weird. Like, I just feel like that's a little weird because some guys are like that. Like, I've dated guys no, that yeah. are like, oh, I know that you're probably like, I had a man tell me one time, Oh, like, like he was, you know what I mean? Like he was fishing to figure out how much I made. And I was just like, and it's like, I probably would have told you at some point, but the way you're doing it is making me feel like you trying to, it was like, I felt like he was trying to like, like one up. Like, it, mm. like that's why for me, it's like, nah, like if that organically comes up, that's one thing. But if I feel like you're fishing for that answer, it makes me uncomfortable. So it's like, if you keep fishing, 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 it's like, why do you want to know so bad? Is it because you want to feel bigger than me in the relationship? So it's like, no matter what I say, you're going to say more. And then you just, mm, that's going to be your way of like, yeah. knocking me down. Like, you know, I don't know. It's yeah. Just, nah, I'm good on that one. I would lie. I'd be like, yeah, I made 20000 So you're going to help me? Because <laughs> my haircut costs $25 every month. My nails. Yeah. Like waxing. You, you going to pay for that? Right. I, I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> I don't got it. <laughs> right. Okay. So I really love this conversation. I think we're going to, we're going to leave the audience with something positive. We've gone through the whole spectrum of um, relationships, red flags, um, how you should protect yourself, um, the critical importance about talking about money. So I want you to give the audience and maybe I'll give them one too, advice on how you should navigate um, finances, money um, in a relationship and then um, potentially in a marriage. Um, it's a great question. I think navigating money in a relationship, I think this is what I would say. Never do more than what you can do and always try to create a balance. So I would say like sometimes, you know, when you're dating someone, you really, really love them. You like them. And it's like, you really want to go above and beyond for their birthday. You want to, you just always want to do the most because you really, really, really like that person. But I think that you need to create a balance. So especially for guys, I would say if you're listening, Dating a girl, it just means more when you put more thoughts to it. So actually, I'm trying to help you save some money here. Like, <laughs> navigating yeah. your money in a relationship, just have a balance. Like, just really have a balance. And I think that you shouldn't be dating if you're not if you're not comfortable with where you are. And that can mean anything that's very subjective. But be comfortable. Whether you're comfortable being broke or you co- whatever it is you're comfortable <laughs> with, 
be comfortable. Like, I don't even know if that's good positive advice. I'm just saying to do what works for you and try not to get caught up in the mentality that people have where it's like, oh, if I'm not making this amount, I can't date someone. If I'm not yeah. getting to the bed, no, just stay motivated. Make sure that you're, you're always good. Make sure you have something to the side and just make sure you have a great balance with your partner. So just be open and honest and communicate. Listen, I don't have this right now. So instead of us going to Ruth Chris for our date, I'm going to set up a sip and paint in the backyard for $20. Like that's just, that's the balance. Like, and that just goes for everything. And I feel like when I see that as a woman, I'm like, oh, husband material because I love it here. Like it's yeah. okay to have humility. Like it's yeah. okay. It's, it's fine. I that's love my, that. I don't know. No, that yeah. was good. I love that. I don't know if I could top that. Okay. Wow. That was, no, that <laughs> was good. Re- a hard question. That was really good. I, I think one thing that pissed it does pisses me off that like guys really feel like they have to spend a lot of money but I'd rather you do like a picnic or like I'd rather me you too. really put thought into it and it's like you only spent like 25 I ain't gonna know how much you spent but it's like I enjoyed the experience of being with you so let me think about this oh that was such a good one I don't want to steal your answer <laughs> like we're taking it, a it, test go ahead go ahead no go ahead because it's true it, it that's what it is so I'm it gonna piggyback more on the balance aspect I think if you're in a relationship or in a, okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take the balance aspect and add the fact that I think it's critical to talk about money whatever whatever stage whether you're dating or married I don't know if it's appropriate to talk about it right off the bat um but I think that at some point you should have money conversations because I it's it's my belief and one of the reasons I started this podcast is that when we don't talk about things right it, it gives them room to grow like you plant a seed and you bury it and it's in the dark for a long time and it grows and it festers a mold grows in the dark like a lot of things grow in the dark and if you put light on it and you talk about the different aspect of whether you have money you don't have money or you're poor or you're not poor or your plans for the future I think it creates room um, for true growth and true capacity. Cause it's like, I'd rather find out now what habits, whether they're good or bad, cause we all have nasty little habits now, then, um, I commit, I have a whole issue with marriage in itself, but that's cause I don't trust nobody. Um, but I'd rather <laughs> find out now than we're married for 15 years. And I found out this whole time you've been doing, you know, some sly or I, I, I'd rather you build up to the transparency aspect and that can mean whatever you want it to mean very um early on and I'm not saying like whatever that means like I'd rather build that early on just so that if we do fall down on our luck or we're in a down season and and this is a bad season in life I know that it's not going to cause additional problems because it's one thing to have problems in your relationship and then to pile it on top of not having money it just feels like like you said, we've all been there when it's like, ugh, I don't like, I'm eating ramen a third day in the world. Like, I need to right. be okay with us eating peanut butter jelly sandwiches. And you're not about to be like, oh, it's your fault because you didn't take that job. I, I need to, I need to know that early. So I think balance is critical, having transparency and just having those open conversations. And on that note, I want to thank Tyler so much for joining me on this podcast. I think this was this is good, y'all. Great. I'm so glad oh my gosh Tyler please share where everyone can find you I will also leave this information in the description box but let them know all all your plug in all all your stuff all of it all the at names at, at, at. okay so my podcast is at 
CSFTBS podcast. So literally chicken soup for the body soul podcast. Um, my personal Instagram is underscore Tyler Simone and my business Instagram is the Bell Collection Cosmetics. Um, yeah, you guys can find me everywhere. The easiest thing to do, all my stuff is always linked together. So if you go to my personal Instagram, you can find the podcast, you can find the business, you can find the website, everything. Um, and on YouTube, it's just Tyler Simone. So um, yeah, but I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad. Uh, we'll also, I'll also be on her podcast, probably talking yeah. more, more, um, more shit. I don't talk that that way on my <laughs> podcast, but you know, it ain't. Um, so We're thank you fun. so much. Okay, thank you so much to stay up to date with me. Ask questions or have future collaborations. Follow us on all social media platforms. If you enjoyed this lovely episode, share this podcast with somebody. Rate us wherever you listen to podcasts, and also check us out on our website www.neverbroke.com. We look forward for you to joining us every week on this platform. Love you all and peace. Bye. Bye.